Uh, welcome to the Final Four podcast, uh, podcast of course by Creation Media, and today we have uh, a new uh, member on the panel, uh, Fundiswa. We're very good and very fresh to have a, a, a perspective on sports, especially uh, the tennis and on the women's side that has just uh, happened. But uh, before we actually uh, begin discussing sports, it's actually uh, quite sad that uh, we received the news of uh, Springbok legend uh, Chester passing, uh, and of course he was in the 1995 uh, World Cup squad. I, I think that's our last squad to win the World Cup. Uh, 20, 2007. 2007. Yeah. 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 So it's, uh, it's, it's the the news of him passing. Uh, we're quite. Uh, Quite, de- quite devastating because I mean you're still a young guy I think was in his 40s if I'm not mistaken yeah so um, we have lost uh, a mentor of because uh, I think he was also coaching uh, not, uh, recently as well so we just uh, wanted to sort of give our condolences to, to his family uh, but now we're going to jump into the more fun stuff uh, <laughs> so unlike last year with quite a final uh, on uh, on the US Open that uh, when was not very controversial uh, as we remember last year Naomi Osaka going against uh, Serena Williams and we had um, the Empire Ramos uh, and there was some controversy going there and there so that sort of took the spotlight from the game itself but uh, this year uh, the uh, Serena was again in the finals there were no controversy and it was just uh, open play and uh, the 19 year old uh, Bianca uh, came in and uh, sort of had a very good start. Uh, both sets actually had a very good start both sets and uh, she, won, she won the final uh, in straight sets so congratulations to her but we obviously have to talk about Serena uh, we don't want to take the spotlight to her, uh, from her but we have to talk about Serena how concerned should we be? Is it, is it time for her to retire? Um, okay, firstly, I'm gonna say just congratulations to Bianca. You know, winning your first major at 19 years old—that's um, a great feat to have uh, in your CV as a sportsman. Sportsman. But with regards to Serena, like we've been having this conversation where we say should Roger retire because he's not getting to the finals, you know, and we want him to like get that step, win another major, and then retire. And we've been saying, you know, Roger should just retire. Uh, injuries are niggling at him. But also on the same side, Serena's reached four finals now since coming back from the pregnancy. And, you know. And How many of those has she won? Huh? Zero. <laughs> you know, like, we, we can say we can say she choked. Because um, I think yesterday she, she yesterday she really choked. So, uh, like, we, no, but we literally thought yesterday was the day she was on yeah. 24. Um, tie with uh, Margaret, but hey, it didn't work in her favor. Hey, what can we say? <laughs> like, should she retire? I don't think she should. She should retire. Um, unlike Federer, she's actually reaching finals. Yeah, and she's getting there. It's just that last step. I think. Well, hold on now. Uh, Roger just played a five-hour final at Wimbledon not so long ago. Oh, that was what last year. <laughs> like, no, like I think I just think that. She should. She gets there, but it's a mental battle now. Mm. Like once you get to that final hurdle, okay, can you like c- combat it and you know? Because it is a major step in her career to tie that record for the most Grand Slams, not just in women's uh, tennis, but in tennis as a whole. So I think she just combat that mental. It's just mental toughness when she gets there. 
I don't know if it's superstition with the cat suit because she she dropped the cat suit <laughs> in the final, um, and then it didn't work. I don't know if it's superstition, but she shouldn't retire anytime soon. She's still she's still going, and you can see that she's still uh, can go. Yeah, yeah. It's very difficult to say as a spectator to tell someone to yeah. either retire or not because you don't obviously know mm-hmm. what they're going through. Um, in their professional careers, as he mentioned right now, Fanel Oti, um, <laughs> um, Roger Federer was also having his issues. But yeah. was, you forget that Roger had twins, I think. Um, so it was a totally uh, different. Um, but Roger had his twins years ago. No, but he had he had he had his kids, and then he had those injuries that he had to um, get over, and then it took him a while to actually get back to the top. Because tennis is a very individual sport, so yeah. if you're yeah. not on point for whatever reason, it's very difficult for you to even win a championship. Sure. Let like, alone now, Grand Slam. So um, I think Serena as well. She obviously had that pregnancy, and then she rushed back. I think she went to Roland Garros. Yeah. So she rushed back, but now she's been going to the finals, and it's just that one last step. I think um, maybe you can say age is getting. Mm. Um, maybe she's getting a bit slower and the young ones are obviously quicker but I think for me it's a matter of time I think um, I wouldn't say she should be tired because if she can get to finals yeah. that means she's good enough Definitely. You know? so maybe if she was going out some around the 16 or the courts as well yeah. that, that's an issue but the fact that she's going to finals she's been to the US I think she went to Wimbledon as well so it's still uh, we can still see it's okay no, she's still got it so yeah. for me I would say it's a matter of time. It's gonna happen. I think. I think if it doesn't happen, you know, then it's a shame. And someone else will get it. But you can see it happen. Maybe yeah. not. Obviously, it's not gonna be this year. But maybe next year. Australian Open. She always does well there. So maybe she'll have a good thing. Fundus, what are your thoughts? Uh, of course, Serena is turning uh, 38 in October. Yeah. So. We shouldn't take away from Bianca's victory because yeah. she played really well. Just like you say, she was up like five-one in the second set. Yeah, you know, and Serena came back. Yes, she managed to make it six-five, but Bianca played really well for her first uh, yeah. major final against arguably the, yeah. the best uh, tennis player to is, ever yeah. play in modern era. You know, so we shouldn't take away from her victory um, because I think. Last year, people took away from Naomi's victory. Yeah, because, because of, of the, the controversy. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, the controversies. Um, yeah, but we shouldn't take away from Bianca. She did it fair and square. Yeah, uh, and she did it really well. So, yeah, players slow down. Um, as we mentioned with Serena, she's slowing down. But now we don't say that she should retire just because yeah. she's slowing down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with other athletes, when they start doing that, you know, it's like, well, okay, it's time for you to retire. Yeah. I guess maybe because 
Yeah. Tennis is such an individual sport, but yeah. I don't think now we should say art because you know she's not winning finals. Yeah. <laughs> but look, uh, I, I think it's quite it's, it's quite an interesting perspective that she brings out about uh, Bianca because Bianca has been in amazing form. She's, she is uh, up eight against uh, the top ten uh, top ten ranked players. Uh, so she, she, she was a good opponent, but you can't take away that she was inexperienced and she's at 19 years old. You have to be you have to be a generational talent. So now are we saying because remember when Serena won her uh, first Grand Slam? Was she 17? She was 19. She, she was 19 as well. So. Serena won at 19. No, she was 17. Yeah. So so she won at that young age and she was generational talent. She, she went on to win 20. Do we see she went on to win 23 rather? Do we see uh Bianca in that light? Do we think maybe Bianca is someone that uh, can be a generational talent? Because I'm now picking up a trend. Uh how old was Naomi? She was 20. It was a first Grand Slam as well. Very inexperienced as well. And uh, as much as Roger has been losing finals as well, but this recent final loss against uh, Djokovic in a five-hour set. And uh, Serena hasn't won a set in all of, of her four finals. Yeah. She hasn't won one set. So, I don't know. I don't think she should retire because if you're still making finals, then you're still, still very good. You're still good enough to, to win it. But I think she should think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's something that she should consider or, or at least set the time frame because I don't think she has two years left in it. And this was a very uh, easy path for her. Um, mm. One through four of the top ten players were out. Yeah. Uh, the defending champion was out as well uh, in Naomi Osaka, and uh, the the player that took her out is basically a replica of uh, Osaka. They sort of play the same tennis. They serve big as well. They have decent uh, second serves, but she, she 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 didn't go through. So Bianca went through. So I thought, wait. Everything is aligning. Yeah. She's going to get Grand Slam number 24. We actually but wanted her to get Bianca actually in the final. Yes, that, that's <laughs> why we, we wanted because I thought, look, she gets the 24th and then, because I mean, she's going to try to go for 25th in Australia and in, uh, in Kurt's, uh, Kurt's uh, home background. So I'm like, okay, maybe this might be the, the perfect story, but unfortunately she didn't go through. But sticking on to tennis, um, Naomi Osaka won uh, the US Open, of course, last year, and then she went to do a back-to-back with the Australian Open, and she fired a coach. And then uh, ever since from there on, things have been uh, very, very shaky. Should we be concerned about it? Did, I mean, she's still early, and it's, I don't think she has peaked yet, but could she have maybe peaked early? I don't think we should be concerned. Um, you know, these things happen in tennis. You go through your ups and downs. Uh, she's still very young. Yeah. She's got a long career ahead of her. She's still world number one right now. So I think nah, the firing of the coach, mm, yeah, yeah, but like she's gonna win another major. She will win at least one next year. Mm. I believe she will win at least one. Uh, the way Serena's playing, uh, you know, <laughs> you're saying she will win another one against Serena. Uh, <laughs> if not Serena, um, I, I see her winning against like literally the players that she's playing against now. Um, none of I don't see anyone in women's tennis right now who's convincing and putting their hand up saying mm. I want to be the next number one for a long period of time like yeah. I don't see anyone putting their hand up and saying that so it's always going to be an up and down okay Ash Barty's number mm. two and Simona Halep is going to be number two whatever, yeah. whatever but I really think she has the potential to be number one for a long stretch of time um, and to win a lot of majors in her career Yeah, she she does have that uh, 
that knee injury but uh you don't know if it it contributed a lot and Look, like, like we always say yeah. if you're gonna play you're gonna judge it yeah. if you're not injured yeah 100 percent. Right? yes exactly so if you're injured just don't play yeah all right because if you're playing now we're gonna judge you as if you're 100 fit and we're not gonna hold injuries and all that against you yeah sticking to that with uh the whole injury uh debacle there's uh Stan played <laughs> a very, an amazing uh, game uh, match of tennis against uh, number one Djokovic, and uh, so Djokovic comes uh, retires sort of like three four games out, yeah. and we could clearly see that uh, Stan is going yeah is, is going to win this. So do you think that was very unsportsmanship like? Do you think maybe he should have like maybe soldier on give him his win, or we can't really force players to continue just because tennis is a so-called classy sport? If it's another player, you say, okay, that was fine, he should have retired. It's just yeah. the fact that it was Djokovic. Mm. If you injure him, you can't carry on. You can't even tell a player to soldier on. Because this yeah. is his career. We tend to forget that these are also people. Yeah. So if he injures himself um, further, then he maybe gets to miss another major. Or maybe yeah. he becomes another Rafael Nadal who misses a whole year of mm. just because of soldiering on. Yeah. Losing. I think it, it, I think it was actually sportsmanlike because <laughs> yeah. he's basically telling you, you know what? Um, clearly you're better than me. I can't carry on, and um, just take the win. You don't have to waste your energy on me. You know, yeah, but wouldn't you, on. wouldn't you argue that because uh, Djokovic has sort of done this in the he's past? Done it before. Yeah. That's so wouldn't you, wouldn't you argue that? Look, he must give the man his, uh, his, his full credit because I mean, clearly if he was up two sets. You'd have had that enthusiasm because no, 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 I must push. You wouldn't retire and say no, 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 no. I don't want to risk my career going forward. So maybe just give the man his uh, his full credit. You don't know how Djokovic was feeling. You don't know how so. You don't yeah. know the pain that he was going through at the time. You can't say mm. ah, he was a little niggling because yeah. he was quite uh, he quite was serious. Yeah. yeah. Look, it's it's an injury that's been bugging him for I think the last the entire tournament. Two, yeah, yeah. Mm. two months I think mm. it's been bugging him. But at the end of the day. Novak has done something like this before and he sees okay I'm down two sets yeah. and I'm not coming back oh there's an injury I'm gonna retire remember yeah. mm. the injury alright so that's why that's the only reason why I say it's unsportsmanlike mm. because he's done it before in the past and he did it again today uh, well this week against a very unformed Stan who was definitely going to win that game and deserves his props also it's, it's, okay how is it unsportsmanlike from him so it's not so so I, I think maybe we must do a distinction between uh being injured and not being uh able to finish your matches he could have finished to that. yeah to that having some like an injury on playing with an injury because it's a it's, it's an injury he's been playing with and like i think the biggest argument is that if he was up uh two sets he was definitely not retiring up two sets, sets he was definitely not retiring four three up you're not retiring. Yeah, he's not retiring. Because, I mean, it's just two games. Yeah, you, you could have continued to play more like two games. I don't know. Like, it's it's, it's a bit tricky, but it's because it's Djokovic and he's done this before. So that precedence uh, is there. So we don't know. And he's not exactly a fan favorite. I mean, when you demolish uh, Roger like that, you can't... Uh, you can't... But if it's maybe a girl who feels or what's his name, a Tonga who gets injured and he sits it out, yeah. So I think obviously he has a target on his back because his name is Novak Djokovic. Yeah. He's world number one. So um, the 
it for that that's why he's maybe giving mm-hmm. this criticism but I don't think you can then say oh no he was not being sportsman like, like because yeah. we don't know exactly like I said we don't know how that injury was affecting his game but at, at the end of the day mm-hmm. as a tennis great we expect we hold you to a certain level alright and we expect you to perform at a certain level and if you are world number one you in a goat yeah. conversation for male tennis we know by the end of his career he'll be in that conversation yeah. um, we, you can't be out here just okay I'm gonna retire now I can see I'm losing yeah. um, it's, it's not worth my time maybe in the next two games I'll injure and it'll become worse let me just retire because like you're saying yeah. had he been up two sets he would not have retired in that case. No, Djokovic has done this before. He has been here. He has been here before. He has been here before. So sticking to players with injuries, there's one player that soldiers through his injuries and went to the finals, and that's the next generation that we're expecting to to dominate tennis for quite some time. Out of that young crop, he's the only one so far that has made it to a Grand Slam's final. Um, so that is uh, Daniel Medvedev, of course. So, I don't know. I just want to, <laughs> to know from uh, you guys, how impressive have you been with uh, Medvedev's run over the, the, the tournament? I, I thought it didn't have exactly have the easiest path. But of course, with, uh, with Roger going out early, he managed to uh, avoid uh, Roger. But hey, man, who, who knows if an Roger... Roger. Yeah, an aging Roger. <laughs> Maybe Roger avoided him because uh, that could be a, a stint on his uh, his career. Uh, how impressive has he been in this tournament? Look, I've, I've been very impressed. Um, coming into the tournament, you know, he's been playing tennis for four weeks straight. He hasn't had a break. He's been mm. playing all these other tournaments, Cincinnati, Toronto, I think. Um, and he came straight into US Open. Yeah, he had a good start, you know. And literally before before the semifinal, yeah, there's no match where he's won in straight sets. So he's be, he has been playing long games, uh, long matches. This, also, the semifinal was like two hours something, and that was yeah. in straight sets. That was very, it was a very long game with long rallies, and just to be able to soldier on through that calf injury that he had, was it a calf that he had. Yeah, I think it's a calf and on his uh, shoulder, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. That, yeah. that injury that he had, just to be able to soldier on with the crowd not being on his side. Side, yeah. Using that as motivation. Yeah. Like, that's what you want to see in sports, you know. If the crowd's not on your side, okay, I'm going to prove you guys wrong. And he did that now. And now he's at a final um, against one of... World number two. Yeah. World number two. Yeah. One of the best to ever do it. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. the fact that he's not a fan favorite yeah. he's injured and then he just soldiers on yeah. so I'm actually quite excited for that final he could actually potentially win that final because he's just <laughs> got yeah. all this ammunition from the crowd yeah yeah, and, and, and I mean, it's it's quite interesting to, to see what uh, Medvedev has been able to do with uh, with all that has been uh, surrounding him, I mean, there wasn't exactly expectations for him to win, yeah, yeah. but uh, which why I think he, that's why he was so relaxed coming, playing all those tournaments back to back. I don't really think he was expecting to go uh, so deep into uh, the, the 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 US Open, but 
it's good that we have uh, one of the young players uh, being in the final. I think it's been it's been actually a while and uh, not having uh, yeah. either Roger or Djokovic in a, in a Grand Slam final because um, the big three have been dominating for quite some time. So it's actually quite refreshing to see uh, some new blood into uh, into the, the US Open final. Uh, as we've seen in the women's side, there have been a lot of debuts, especially the gap that Serena created and then now Serena is back launching Grand Slam careers. So that has been quite quite interesting as well. Uh, but now Roger is uh, Nadal rather is back in in the US Open finals. It's been it's been some time as uh, as as Susan mentioned that he was out with those uh, injuries and uh, I mean I think now is beyond doubt how, what, what he can do and now he's fully fit. Maybe do you think maybe he's underrated when it comes to other surfaces other than play? I mean it, out of his uh, he's on 18 out of his 18 Grand Slam I think about 12, 12. Uh, came from play yeah. and uh, I mean. <laughs> that's a lot it's quite a bit uh, so do you think maybe he's underrated when it comes to other surfaces I don't think I don't think underrated mm. I think he's just really great from yeah. clay he is king of clay I'd say so but he has made it to a final after being injured yeah. on hard courts so I think it's I don't think he's underrated mm. I don't think he's yeah. an underrated I think he's just really good in a specific like, aspect yeah so it's more about him being uh, very good on clay than it is about him yeah. uh, not actually being uh, great as great in other surfaces as well. But tennis is like that. Right? Yeah. yeah. We can even go back to Roger Federer. Yeah. We, if he's been the dominant player over the past two decades on the grass. Yeah. Right. So he's probably the best. Um, maybe you can say Pete Sampras, but I yeah. think Roger. Eight on grass. Mm-hmm. Eight on grass. Uh, then we can't say, okay, now that he's off, he's only one one on, on clay. Yeah. He's, he's underrated on other surfaces. Yeah. I think it's just a situation of no no one can play against Nadal on clay. Okay, yeah. Nadal's on form. And even if he's a little bit off, he's still he's just too mm. dominant on clay. So it's just an issue where I think maybe when he comes off the clay and goes yeah. to hard court or even grass. Even grass has done pretty well. So mm. won a couple of Wimbledon titles. I think when he comes off the, the clay, it's a situation where they're on par. Uh, oh, yes. He's facing. Yes, I and get sometimes you. Sometimes yeah. he can have a good one, sometimes other players can, you know. It's yeah. just a situation like that. But if he's on clay, he won't beat him. I think he'll still win at 36, 37. He's just unstoppable. Okay, he gets a he gets a chance today to, to continue make uh, his uh, his argument as uh, perhaps one of the uh, greatest to ever do it in uh, in all surfaces rather as we as we, as we just mentioned. So, how 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 do you rate you'll you'll do? Do you think uh, the inexperienced uh, Medvedev might uh, do what Bianca did uh, going on tonight or? Uh, Nadal will just simply have uh, too much composure, too much experience. No, I think Nadal has too much experience. I don't think it's, it's going to be an issue. I think maybe he'll drop one set. You know, yeah. Medvedev is a fighter at the end of the day. We know that he doesn't just give up. Um, I think he'll drop one set, but he's not going to trouble him that much. Uh, because of also Medvedev's positioning mm. in the game, you know. So he stands so far off that the line. Mm. that literally Nadal just needs to stand in the center and just hit the ball to the corners and now you'll get him running around all the time. So 
I don't think he's gonna trouble him that much. I don't see him winning. I think Nadal's getting his 19th major today. Yeah. So yeah. Or maybe Serena's making it difficult to predict <laughs> tennis these days. Yeah, at least get to the finals. Yeah. So it's difficult to predict, mm. as you mentioned, the young fella. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I, I think I'm struggling as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as you mentioned, he's he's a younger, more hungrier player. Mm. Experience counts. Yeah, we say that. But look at what happened to Serena. Look at yeah. what happened to the likes of Fedra as well. So it's gonna be a difficult one, but I think I think Nadal just that bit too much for. Okay. I agree. I can't say yeah. he's going to lose to us. We just have to see. We just have to wait and see. Yeah. Look, if you if you had to, uh, I don't know, uh, sort of have you, have your feel of it, who would you choose? Yeah. Yeah. actually agree with everyone i think it's, uh, it's it's very hard to call but i mean and it shouldn't be hard to call because of uh, who nadal is and what nadal has managed to do i mean nadal literally plays every point so it's not someone that's going to come and uh, maybe if, even if he's down and set it's not yeah. someone that's going to give up but i don't know man i think if medvedev was healthy nadal would have serious problems uh medvedev's game is just uh just, just so 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 diverse uh you can uh, hit almost all the shots. He doesn't have one thing that I'll say stands up with him. He does everything uh, so well, like well above average. So I think uh, I think Medvedev might actually win. Uh, if if I had to, if if I had to pick someone, I would yeah. definitely pick uh, Medvedev. Definitely not straight sets, but uh, I'm just concerned about his health. But look, man, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't think. I also don't think Nadal has faced. Uh, someone like him uh, in, a, in, in a while and we, we've seen what uh, what he has been able to do on clay of course but I mean on other surfaces is you can get a bit uh, shaken and it's, it's, it's hard court the hard court is basically open season so we'll see what happens yeah so closing on uh, tennis uh, since we started uh, questioning uh, Serena's uh, time in tennis there's another player at, uh, at the under end of the spectrum uh, uh, Roger, so it even pains me to say this, but do you think maybe it's time for Roger to also hang it up? I mean, he did have a, a fairly uh, easier route than he did at uh, Wimbledon, and he played well and, uh, at, at Wimbledon, so it was very quite surprising for him to, to go out so early. Um, I mean, not to take away from the player that took him out, because I, th- I thought he played quite well. It's actually my first time seeing him play, uh, but... He played very well and he definitely deserved that and I think uh, Roger tried to stay away from uh, the, the injury issues that uh, people wanted to bring up and say, look man, it's, it's fully him, he played the best he could play yeah. and uh, he lost and when, when a, a player like Roger that's that great and said he played the best tennis he could play and he still lost, maybe age has caught up with him. 
Look, we've all wanted to see Roger win one more major. Yeah. We've been waiting for that major, and then he retires at a high. But like, we need to call a spade a spade. Right? Yeah. <laughs> He's he's not reaching semis anymore. Like age isn't on his side. Mm. Um, he's turning thirty-eight when like in November. Yeah, so somewhere there. Yeah. Yeah. So I really think at end of this year after AT, after ATP finals, I think he should just hang hang it up. Uh, it, it pains me to say it also. Yeah. But you know sometimes because errors end. All right. Mm. In every sport, errors end. You know. So we know sportsmen can't play forever. He has to, we know he has to retire sometime. Rather do it now. Um, before his because at the end of the day, his legacy is like dwindling. With yeah. all these losses, we expect him to do this and then he loses. We expect him to do that, he loses. So uh, just for me, retire, he's had a great career. Nobody can take that away from him. Um, he's arguably one of the best in men's not even arguably, but he is one of the best in men's tennis to ever do it. So yeah, just go retire, Brad. Go home, spend some time. <laughs> <years. laughs> no, it is what it is. Okay, I'm gonna have to disagree with the man. Yeah. Again, um, again, I'll mention this. He's Roger Federer set such a high standard. Yeah. Um, for himself in this game with Nadal as well. That when he goes into a tournament, the minimum for him is to win. Yeah, yeah, actually the minimum. So we expect him to win it. So now whenever he's playing and he loses in the quarters or he loses in mm. the semis, everyone's like, oh, no, you should retire. But then you just have to say, you know what? Yes, the younger players are faster. Yes, the younger players maybe are getting better. But now we can't just say a player needs to retire because he's not winning finals. Mm. Because that's what you're basing your argument on. you say saying that he yeah. needs to retire because he's not winning if it's another player mm. who's 38 he's going out in, in the quarters or whatever we don't say anything so yeah. I think my opinion on it is Roger is for me he brings the fans into the stadiums mm. he builds up whatever tournament we're talking about whether it's Wimbledon or whether it's ATP without Wimbledon I mean without Roger Federer Wimbledon it's almost yeah so I think if he still has something in him, then he should he should carry him. I don't think he's gonna win another Grand Slam. Yeah, thirty-eight. But if you're Roger and you're not playing to win another Grand Slam, what exactly what, are you what, doing? What are you playing for? Because at, at the end of the day, yeah. if you are going, if you are in the cold conversation, yeah. we hold you to a certain standard. Yeah. Just like we hold footballers to a certain standard, we hold all these sportsmen to a certain standard. If you are the best and you've been the best for a long period of time, we're going to hold you to a certain mm. standard. Okay. And if you're not reaching that standard and we keep lowering the standards for you and we'll get this, we'll get into this when we get to the other topic. Yeah. But like, if we keep lowering the standard and now we're just happy with, okay, Roger's reaching the semis, Roger's reaching the quarters. Are you, st- like, you're not the same Roger Federer. Let me Federer ask that you a question. Then. We know. When, um, I'm going to take it out of tennis now. Just quickly, mm. with Kobe Bryant, when he he lost one his championship, I think 2010. Mm. Mm. When he was 2015, 69 was um, 2014, 59 was uh, time for Kobe to retire, because everyone understood that Kobe's getting old. Yeah. 
but he's still a legend in the game. He's just playing and showing his greatness. Maybe he won't do it consistently over a season, mm. but his final game he scored, I don't know, like 61 in the board. Yeah, of, of, of how many <laughs> shots? <laughs> Probably of 50 shots. Oh. Yes, yeah. It's you. Yeah, yeah. So, if you're not reaching finals and you're Roger Federer, what's the point? You still have stadiums great. You're building, you're carrying on the legacy of tennis. Mm-hmm. What more are you providing? Yeah. Just like you said, his minimum just, expectation is yes. to win. So, if so you're not winning you anymore, okay. yeah. then what are you playing for? And look, with, with yeah, and and with with uh, with basketball, it's a it's a bit different because I mean, should uh, should LeBron leave and go join up with Kobe? Doesn't matter how old Kobe is. Yeah. So they're definitely uh, winning something. They're definitely contending. But with uh, with individual sports, you just out there alone, and uh, it, it's all on you. And uh, I mean, I don't think I I still want to see Roger play, but uh, it's more painful to see him uh, rank up these losses than yeah. it actually. Yeah. To, to, to see him continue to play. So, look, given what uh, Nadal and Djokovic are doing now and the, the form that they are in, it's actually going to be very hard for, for Roger to squeeze in any uh, Grand Slam there. So, I wouldn't be... I, I think he should also consider <laughs> retiring. <laughs> I think he, I, I wouldn't say it out flat, but he should also he consider should consider retiring. Like, yeah, he should, he should at least I'm consider sure, it. I'm pretty sure he has been considering it, but I think it's just the love of game that's pushing him on because again i'll give you another example tiger woods not too long ago everyone was saying tiger woods needs to retire when he, when he wins the, the masters and then oh he's bad tiger you know what i mean so it's i think it's just i think what's pushing him on yeah it's the love of tennis that's why he's still playing um i don't think you have a right to tell a great like yeah any player just yeah. to say okay just because you're not winning a major, you, know, you need to retire. If he wants to play tennis, he can play tennis. Look, man, I think he can. Uh, he can sort of set up uh, social tennis yeah. and, <laughs> and carry and carry on the after, legacy in that sense. After after the match in Cape Town with Nadal, I think he should just. <laughs> I think that should just be that him. should I'm be like, his okay, last match. I'm, I'm done, thanks. Yeah, that should yeah. be his last. But match. I mean, I, I think we should probably expect uh, maybe for him to play maybe a year. Mm. I think it'd be because I think he still thinks he has it in him. So I, I think it probably goes for another year and try have a go at it. But in that year, I don't see him winning anything as yeah. well. So I think it, it will catch up to him the fact that he's not he's not winning. Uh, Look, if, <laughs> if, if, if injuries are on his side, I say he can he could reach for it. Yes. He could reach for it if injuries are on his side. But you also need uh, injuries to be on his side uh, with Nadal and yeah. Djokovic. So. Yeah. That's, uh, that's that's a bit steep. Okay, moving on to uh, another sport. Uh, so the Rugby World Cup is coming up in a few weeks. Uh, things going to be in in Japan. Um, so we're all quite excited about that, and we know it's been a terrible year of sports for 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 South Africa. So this might be our our, our redemption, and uh, these are these are these are the oaks that we are hoping that maybe they'll make a run and sort of uh, re- uh, redeem this whole year for us. So uh, they released the, the squad about a week ago, and we had uh, a test match as well. So it's been it's, it's been quite interesting, and we, we've seen what uh, what the potential squad is and what they can do. But do you feel like there was someone in the squad that uh, got left out that should have been there, or we pretty much happy with how the squad is? Um, I don't. 
I don't think he was left out. We we know why. Yeah. Yeah, we know why he's not in the squad. Uh, we're not gonna dwell on that. Um, but yeah, like I think Rossi chose the yeah. best 50, the, the best. Uh, what was it? 30. No, it was 31, right? 31. Yeah. Yeah. I think he chose the best 31 that he could go with. Um, you know, a lot of people put up their hands, mm. and a lot of people showed it when they got the opportunity. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really like proud of Herschel, Herschel Yankees. You know, young player. You know, he mm. just he only played um, rugby championships and now he's in the World Cup squad. You know? Yeah. He scored a try also against Japan. He scored a couple against New Zealand in the rugby championships when he won rugby championships. Um, but I, I, looking at the squad, there's no one who I could say didn't make it or that I'd want to put in. Yeah. Except obviously, you know, uh, up here. But mm. that's a separate issue. You know, you can't take him to the World Cup because all the What's allegations that yes, have been yes, fought, yes. Um, yeah, we'll say it's allegations. Yeah, <laughs> but, but we know, we, we, we know, like, we'll say it's allegations, <laughs> but we, we know what's going on, we know what's going on. Um, but yeah, like, I see, I see the squad going far in the world cup, yeah. Um, literally, our hardest game is our first game against mm. New Zealand, um, and then throughout the group, I think we'll finish. If we win that game against New Zealand, we finish in top of the group. Yeah. I don't see us um, dropping points against the other teams in the group. And we can actually make it very far. We mm. we can challenge for that title. Oh, okay. I think this has been the best squad that has been picked mm. uh, since the 2007 World Cup. Oh, okay. I think um, before then, uh, this squad here, before players where they would go but you know maybe they were there because of their name or mm. I mean 2015 we had Victor Matfield I think he was yeah. 38 at the time mm-hmm. and he was starting not to say that Victor Matfield was a bad player but you know he had um, he was on the wrong side of, of, of the game yeah. in his age as well uh, we also had uh, in 2011 where uh, John Smith who was still the captain but Bismarck was the better player so this is by far, in my opinion, the mm. best squad that has been picked. Um, it's the backline uh, is also not as physical. I think that's what's been hampering our game um, over the past years. Yeah. Peter De Villiers, where there was a lot of emphasis on the physical side of the game, uh, but with with a game like, like rugby, we as South Africans yeah. think it's about physicality, but everywhere else it's just about skill, it's about speed, it's about think with the players we had before um, uh, that was the case I think that's why um, he's a shock center look on your arm the one that's why I think he, he didn't get the nod because he's more of that physical yeah. I have precious yeah. type of center yeah. we already have that with Francois Stein so I think maybe Francois Stein is, is, is there to sort of have that experience because the yeah. back line mm. is still very young Definitely with Chesley Colby and Mbimpi as well. Yeah. You know, we have the experience there. I think Francois Stein is there for the green as well to keep the team together. So and he's wanted, you know. So yeah. he's wanted as well. He probably say took the game away from England in 2007 with that uh, penalty kick. So I think it's a very good squad. Um, all the players I would say are on form. Yeah. Uh, there isn't a player where he. I mean, besides Siakolisi, but again, he 
Yeah. So we have to also consider that. Uh, I like the fact that he probably went with Corbett's um, right mm. and, 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 and for sure Yankee as well because he's he's um, made a, a huge statement as a coach by saying I'm not just going to pick players from South Africa just because they're other players. Play. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in France or England, you know, he also uh, picked star players as well. So yeah. He picked a lot of players from outside when for me probably he came back, but he picked a lot of players from outside got players from local players as well and he's blended them in and I think South Africa is we as fans should always expect them to, yeah. to go far and even win the, the, the cup because we are regarded as one of the best uh, in the world we, I think we're ranking fifth now but yeah. if, if you were to play against the New Zealand it's sold out it's a huge yeah. match um, it's a bigger match than I think New Zealand versus England so we should definitely I think my expectations is for them to, to go and, and reach the final if they can get through the group stage then and there aren't any surprises there then I think we will do well semi-finals that's guaranteed we yeah. had a shocking team in 2022 2015 mm-hmm. and we still got there so I just I just hope I just hope that no one gets injured we, we have the best uh, 15 out there and we yeah. have the best match day squad and I think we will do well it's, uh, it's actually quite refreshing to hear that uh, this positivity. I mean, when the when the cricket uh, squad came out, uh, so much controversy. Yeah, so it's good for for us that we finally have a, a national team that we can sort of all blend towards. And judging from uh, the inputs, it seems like they are already our favourites. But outside of them, do you have any other favourites going into the tournament? Look, man. <laughs> always have a All that positivity and they're still they, not they, your favorite. They, they, we, 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 we mustn't be biased. Yeah. We must uh, judge uh, sports the way we watch it, not as South Africans, fans, yeah. just as fans. And the All Blacks are, yeah. are, yeah. always. are always going to be your favorites. But I think a team that would be the, uh, the nail on the, mm. the All Blacks is called. They broke their, yeah. their streak, yeah. Yeah, so they, they've proven to be the only team to dismantle the Old Blacks. And yes, you can say, oh, Australia beat yeah. the Old Blacks, but really the Old Blacks were experimenting with Gordon by playing uh, fullback, you know. So I still think it's between Old Blacks and, and um, Ireland. If South Africa can avoid those two teams, then obviously they, they also have a good chance. Look, yeah, yeah just like Caesar said, those are also my two. Um, New Zealand will always be favorites no matter which year it is uh no matter who they put out there because you know um Hansen always has he always knows what he's going to do with who the, with the players that he has so I think New Zealand will always be number one um Ireland they've been playing really great rugby uh and going into this World Cup they're going in at number two right they will they rank oh yeah they rank number one right now um so you can't count them out but besides that, I don't see any other team besides okay besides those two. Mm. Obviously, because we are South African, we have to. to yeah, we sort of su- really, we have we to really against support, our own. Yes, we will yeah. support the Springboks, and we will want them to win. Obviously, we want that third World Cup. You know, not there's not a lot of teams who have two World Cups, and there's not a lot of teams who have three. Yeah. I think New Zealand is the only team that has three World Cups. So we want to also be in that conversation, you know. So yeah, besides those three, I don't see any other team actually like challenging for the World Cup. And yeah, okay. And I mean, uh, I'm very uh, hopeful. Uh, although 
even you, given your positive <laughs> inputs, they're still not your favorite. But I'm very hopeful that uh, maybe we'll, we'll go deep and maybe our year in terms of uh, sports in, in the South African context, maybe it will get uh, redeemed and maybe we'll have something to celebrate, man. Maybe we'll have something to celebrate and give uh, uh, Kesta some time to rest. Uh, she's been <laughs> she's been pulling through for us. Uh, hopefully, the hopefully the boys at the World Cup can uh, sort of maybe get the semis and the and the finals. If we lose to the All Blacks. So be it. But uh, if we go deep, and that would be, I think that would be very good for us. Uh, so moving on to football. Uh, so FIFA recently released their their nominees for the best. Uh, I think they call it FIFA the best. Uh, yeah, aw- yeah, the yeah. best yeah. yeah, the best awards. So it's the FIFA, FIFA ones. Yeah. FIFA. Yes. Yeah. So in, on the on the women's side, we have. Uh, and this is no surprise. Uh, we have Megan and uh, Alex Morgan. Uh, oh, that, been, that was for. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So we have Alex and uh, Morgan that have been nominated, and we mm-hmm. saw they had a very good uh, World Cup uh, tournament. Uh, if if, if uh, we substituting dominant with good, uh, I think they're they're they a very solid uh, yeah. World Cup campaign. They actually won it, so uh, they did uh, very well. And Lucy Bronze also got uh, nominated as well. Um, so, what would you guys think uh, should uh, should win this uh, this category? Um, I think uh, this is the best player. Yeah. I think, uh, since it was a World Cup year, mm, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. Um, I can't pronounce that. Mm. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. She she's on the list. She's on the list. She's on the list. Yes. I think. I think uh, she's probably the best player in the U.S. national team. Mm. Uh, she was the captain there. She won the player of the tournament. Yeah. Year. So I think it would be, I don't know, it would be Babylon not to, not to, to give it to her. Yeah. Give it to her. You know what I mean? Alex Morgan has a has a case. Um, I think it's, it's just down to this performance. Yeah. Look, I, I wouldn't give it to you. I, my player of the year would actually be Lucy Bronze. Yeah. Um, she won Champions League with Leon. Mm-hmm. They got to the fight, the semi-final with England. You know, obviously, if they didn't come up against USA in the semi-final, they yes. were going to yeah. the final. All right. And playing against what did yes they're playing Netherlands, right? Yeah, I think they're so. Playing Netherlands so, in the yeah. final. If England came up against that Netherlands side. I really rate mm. that they would have gone through. You know, she's the best right back in the game right now. Um, and we're having a conversation with the gents yesterday, and one of the gents was actually saying that um, Lucy Bronze could actually play in Aspilicus. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I don't know about that. Yeah. Maybe she could. Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't know. With that Chelsea defense. With that Chelsea defense. Yeah. I, I think she could. But I really rate that Lucy, Lucy Bronze has. Uh, stated her case, she put her hand up for this award, um, and I'd give it to her. Obviously, Ada Ada Hedberg mm. won it last year, but because of her political stance against uh, the Norwegian yeah. Football Federation, she didn't play in the World Cup. She retired actually, and she's actually what 23, 25, and she's oh, very young, yeah, yeah, very young, and she's already retired from national uh, national football because obviously of how they're not paying attention to. Game yeah. and all that. So 
had she gone to the World Cup, I, I, I really think she'd be on this list. Yeah. You know, she also, she's also playing for Leon. She also won the World Cup. She's mm. the top goal scorer. I mean, the Champions League. Sorry. Yeah. So, but yeah, because she's not there, um, Lucy Bronze gets my vote. Okay. Likewise. Uh, I mean, I, I probably have to to agree with uh, Caesar and give it to uh, to Megan. I think, I mean, I, I'm not sure on women's football, so because uh, I haven't watched it uh, enough to say in, in terms of I know on the on, on the male side, yeah. sometimes Champions League you can argue is more competitive than uh, the actual World Cup because yeah. I mean you get to group stage, you get uh, easy teams, some. Uh, the qualifying way also uh, always guarantees that there's going to be very weak teams. Uh, but I think on the women's side, uh, although it's uh, it's very top-heavy, uh, I think the, the, the top teams that are there are very competitive. And uh, look, the gap that uh, the U.S. has over these other teams is huge. But uh, sort of getting closed in, I mean, you, you had a final, yeah. which you could through say that uh, the U.S. are favorites, but anything could happen. So he had that moment. So I'll probably give it to Megan. And also... I don't. I don't. I want to, to make it uh, all about football as much as possible. But I think it's hard to ignore the the controversy that she she, she had surrounding her. Uh, she was fighting for uh, women's uh, equal pay, yeah. and then she had uh, the England uh, thing. So yeah. <laughs> that was another controversy that was uh, adding to, to to already the number of things that she was facing. So she, she performed well under 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 pressure. And I uh, sort of uh, was able to to carry that uh, US team to uh, a World Cup win. And for me, I mean that's as uh, as high as it uh, as, as it gets. Um, so on the coaches' side, uh, it's, it's an all English affair. Uh, so Klopp and um, so it's Klopp, uh, Poch, and uh, Pep that yeah. have been uh, nominated. And I think it comes down to this argument again of what do we think is more important and what do we think is more competitive. You have uh, one team that dominated uh, their domestic leagues, um, they won domestic cups as well, and then you have one team that says, hey man, as, as high as it gets, uh, so they won the Champions League. And you have uh, another coach that has been quite impressive with the with the squad uh, that he has. They didn't particularly win anything, but he was able to reach uh, the, the, the the Champions League finals. And he was... I mean, was able to to try contend and try keep things uh, interesting in the domestic league, but <laughs> the, the the gap was still too wide between Liverpool and um, the the gap that Liverpool has, uh, Liverpool and City have was still too wide of uh, what Tottenham could do. So, what would you guys think uh, should win it? Yeah. So we, we catch out touch. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, Whoa. want to know about this cabinet? Yeah. funny on that travel because it's a yeah. domestic it's, one it's, but it's, I mean it's travel nonetheless it's a domestic travel but yeah. it's a travel nonetheless yeah. and we can't we can't take that away from him 
um, they were literally a couple seconds away mm. from actually going to that semi-final. Was, was it the semi-final? Yeah, the, well, they, they got out uh, by VR. Yeah, they were yeah. a couple seconds away from going to the semi-final and playing Ajax in the semi-final. Yeah. And um, I can bet my bottom dollar that if they yeah. got to that semi-final, they were going to the final. They were going to play outplay Ajax. That's how I feel. Um, but at the end of the day, Champions League matches. <laughs> yes. And Klopp had a brilliant team. Mm. They literally lost one game last season uh, in the league. Mm. Um, they won the Champions League for the sixth time. But a part of a part of me yeah. wants to say Klopp. But at the end of the day, like you're saying, winning matters, right? Yeah. And if you're gonna win a treble and you're gonna dominate, like, how do you win the league? And against a team that lost one game, they lost yeah. one game, and you won the league, right? So at the end of the day, it's all about hey man, it's a 38 game season. Mm-hmm. We won this, we won the league cup, won the FA Cup. We were the best team in England. Some would say they were the best team in the world last year. Some would argue. Yeah, that. some would argue that, um, and this I think that would be a fair argument. Yeah. I'd, I'd give it to Pep, but. I'm just waiting for him to win a Champions League without the little man. <laughs> so, so, uh, Pip, Pip. Is a, okay. Pip is man. Look, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give Poch, I'll give Poch his props because Poch, Poch got to the final yeah. without making any signings at all last season. Mm. All right, he took the team that he has and he did something with it. Mm. Yeah, they didn't. They came fourth in the in the league. Yeah, okay. The only team okay. in London. Okay. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll give him his props. But when yeah. you compare to what these other coaches have done, the ones that he's uh, matched up with, I really think that he doesn't level up in a sense. And Pep just takes it for me. Okay. Um, so we have three nominees here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to be the dark horse yeah. in this conversation and, and give it to Jurgen Klopp. Okay. Uh, not just because he won the Champions League, I think yeah. this stems from four years ago. Mm-hmm. When he came into uh, the, the English League, he had uh, Liverpool side with Alberto Moreno, Edu yeah. Sacco, uh, Spirito, and I don't even know the other. Genswe, yeah. yeah. But it was, uh, and Simon Munile mm-hmm. as, 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 as a defensive unit uh, when he came in. I think he's revolutionized Liverpool. Uh, not just as a footballing team, but as a club, you know, there's the atmosphere in Anfield has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, we are now expect. Not too long ago, Liverpool going into the Europa League was you know, the norm. Yeah. But yeah. now we're expecting them to win a final. I think when Pep came into Manchester City, he already had a squad. He yeah. Had to buy two or three players. Okay, let's just, I'm just going to name a few yeah. of, of Pep's players. <laughs> you know, he had uh, De Bruyne, he had David Silva, he had uh, Company, he had uh, Aguero. Yeah, but, uh, four out of 11. No, I, I can continue and say Sterling, I can, I can carry on. But what was what was Sterling before Pep came? No, no, no it doesn't matter. The no, fact is Sterling he, wasn't exactly a bad player before Pep came. Sterling, he wasn't no. a bench player, he wasn't a bad player, but yeah. the Sterling... That's we know now, yeah. Pep, no, no, no. This, you, you're getting uh, in, in my he, twisted. Yeah. Yeah. Let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah, he okay. revolutionized <laughs> the league, not just a team, 
the league as a whole. Also, Maybe that's an argument for another the day. Whole, the yeah. Whole, yeah. Every single also, city also. player is a star player. Everyone in City four. Yeah. Everyone in City has the capability to score. Everyone in City can. Man City B can play in the Premier League. <laughs> yes, because he's had the fans. There's no player that lets City down or that does that, mm. is, that is a victim of doing anything wrong. And you, you say he, he has the funds, yes, but at the end of the day, you need to know how to manage these players' egos, right? Mm. And not every manager can manage 22 egos. And there's Aguero. There's Sterling. We all play fantasy. We we know when Sterling benches, when Aguero benches, and all. But literally, okay, Aguero had a scuffle with him uh, not too long ago. But like, he knows how to manage all these players' egos and to bring all these star players together. As look, guys, it's not just about you. It's not about you getting your goals. It's not about you playing your minutes. It's a team. We're, We're a team. We know what we want as a team. And at the end of the day, this is what we're gonna do. And okay. that's what they do. Let's let, let, let you finish. Let's let you finish. Yes. They, yeah. They, they, they <laughs> so they mentioned that he's made players better. Yeah. Okay. Say say you man with uh man Say you man when mm. he came to Liverpool, he improved. Yeah. Because of who? Jordan Clark. Gigi Ronaldo, he improved because of who? Jordan Clark. Henderson, he improved because of who? Robertson. Yeah. Gomez. I can continue and continue with these players. So it's not a, a, a thing of saying that Pep is better because he's made better players. Klopp has also done that. They lost by only two points. That means that for me that was down to depth. Yeah. Simply City have a better bench. Mm. Right? can say that because Pep also has more funds to buy mm. better players but now Jürgen Klopp has taken a team that was down in the gutters and he's made them Champions League winners within four years within four years when last did Pep win the Champions League he went to Bayern who had the best players in the world with Frank Ribéry Robin Lewandowski yeah. he couldn't win a Champions League then he went to City and oh, he was a few seconds away if it doesn't matter in football we're talking about but results here. When he was at Bayern, who was he competing against? Real Madrid. Exactly. So what? He was competing was against a Real Madrid side with arguably the best player in the world in those in that three-year span. Okay, fine. But Liverpool just dismantled uh, Barcelona with Lionel Messi, Luis Suarez, Philip Coutinho. That was that was what? That was it. That was all. Look. That was all a men- it was a mental game. They lost the oh. game. Look, I'm I'm telling you now, they walked into that stadium and after the first two goals, they lost the game. In their heads they lost the game. So once you've lost it in your head, you've lost it um and the players that you completely Mane, Ronaldo, Henderson, those are all inconsistent players. Mane is uh, for me, Mane is extremely inconsistent. He's really good or he's really bad. And he's injured most of the time. That's controversial. Yeah. Look, I, and and it, it, it's actually good that we can make these arguments for, yeah. for 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 both coaches. That it's not a it's not a runaway award. But I mean, I think I, I have to agree with uh, with Suzu. I think uh, Klopp has had a, a quite a season. Uh, I mean, 
they lose the league by what two one point one it's, it's, and, and, and he's beaten Pep more than Pep has beaten him so head to head he says that as well both when he was at Dortmund and but Pep now, had a bigger budget but now we we, we 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 digressing it's literally yeah. coach of the year for this year we shouldn't be bringing in all these other uh, the, okay that's, year, that's a fair who was a better fair coach game. this year look looking exclusively at uh, this year I'd say top won the Champions yeah. League uh, I mean he, he proved himself as uh, Liverpool becoming what so called kings of Europe uh, again uh, and look they won their 6-1 so it was quite a, quite a while since they, they actually got that uh, far up in the Champions League and he also had a had a solid campaign and uh, in, in, in the English Premier League so I don't think that's something that should be uh, looked up, down upon just because uh, you didn't actually win it at, at the end. I mean, it's a 38 game season. It's, it's, it's long and anything can happen. Also, the, his, his attack, uh, I mean, that, that front three is probably uh, the best that we have in the, in the Premier League. It's just that uh, City has put up an overall better squad in terms of uh, yes. the talent that they have. But what he's been able to do and with that defense as well, is uh, been able to set up that defense to have Actually, have uh, I think Chelsea did it uh, two, three seasons back when they won the league to have your fullbacks uh, having so many assists yeah. and having so many corners. And I mean, I think uh, Trent takes uh, corners in that team, uh, so that's also very refreshing to see. So it's very creative, but they're still solid defensively. So I think he built a very solid team. It's not a perfect team like uh, City, but I think uh, push comes to shove, I'll probably have to give it to Klopp, but. Uh, Obviously, Pepe had a very good season uh, with the domestic uh, trouble. Okay. I mean, we can all agree that the Champions League <laughs> is the yeah. hardest trophy to, to win, win yeah. in club football. And yeah, you can say Pep won the League Cup and the FA Cup. What teams did he face in the League Cup and the FA Cup? And so competition matters as well. No, 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 no. He faced Chelsea in the, in the final of the League yeah. Cup, but that's not really a competition. Okay. Okay. So Chelsea does you can't put it. It's, it's same Look, place. I have to I have to agree with the point uh, Look, when it comes to when it comes to Chelsea. But now are Thank we you. gonna are we gonna hold the fact that they had an easy run against him? You can't, you can't. I mean at the end of the day he doesn't happens. choose the team. It happens like lack of the draw, well, lack of the draw is happens. You Football. You don't give England in the twenty eighteen World Cup credit for reaching the semi finals because they played the likes of, of, of Sweden. No, they get the credit. Oh, now they get the credit. They, they, get, the, they get the credit. Now they they, they, reach, they get the credit. They reach the, sem- yeah. they reach the semis. Uh, they haven't reached the semis in a very long time. They they get the credit that they need. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's about who wins. Okay, so uh, moving on to, to teams as we... Because you guys talking. lost to Emily yeah. Downs, I'm just saying. <laughs> you guys no, lost to you see, now we, we are diverting, we are diverting. Let's, <laughs> oh, yes. leave, let's leave Manchester alone. Uh, yeah, speaking fast about fast. all these great teams that uh, we've been able to see with City and uh, Liverpool, uh, FIFA also released uh, the Warrior 11 squad, and uh, as, as, as we know it. Uh, but it was quite interesting to see uh, how many English players were able to, yeah. to, to dominate that. And there's been arguments of, uh, of the English uh, Premier League being the best league in the world. So that's sort of uh, starting to see uh, light and maybe the, the, the Premier League is returning to its former, former glory. Um, are there any players that, that are there that you want to take out or how would you reconstruct it if, if you were to put out your World eleven for the year? Okay, so my world 11 okay firstly i mean barcelona has like 11 players there yeah all right 
okay, let's say 10. Diong Diong was with um, Ajax when mm. he made it, so cool. Uh, and but the Premier League as a whole has what 20, 22 players, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so that's close to half. That's a great feat yeah. on its own. Um, my 11, I'd play, let's say I'll play a 4 4 3, mm. um, the way that they, they choose their team. Um, my goalkeeper, undisputed, I've been saying this mm. for I don't know how many episodes. Allison, the best goalkeeper in the league, yeah, he's my goalkeeper. Um, my back four, I'd have Van Dyke, I'd have Koulibaly, I'd have Trent. Okay. And I'm not really sold on my left back, right? As yet. I don't know if I'd have Jao Cancelo or Robinson. Yeah. Um, it's a toss up between the two. Um, in my midfield, I'd have Frankie, I'd have Kevin, and. I was I'm actually expecting you to say Bernardo, but I'll I'll just wait. no oh no Bernardo's in my team. Don't worry. <laughs> um yeah, those two for now. Yeah. Um, I'll 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 think of a third. Um, and my front three, I'll have Bernardo, Sterling, and the little man, the little magician. Okay, no yeah. Salah. Nah, doesn't make my team this year. Unfortunately. Oh, okay, Cesar. Because I like arguing with this guy. You're going to choose Edison. Edison. Oh, uh, my word. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. We're going to go with Alison Baker as well. Yeah. my goalkeeper. I think he's had an outstanding season. Not mm-hmm. just this season, but a season before. With yes. Roma's own yes. Brazil winning the Copa America. That yeah. man took out Barcelona um, two years in a row. Yeah. And then um, my defense, I think a solid back four would consist of a Virgil van Dijk yeah. Matthias De Ligt left uh, back for me I think uh, Robertson has been standing yeah. throughout the season um, he's performed really really well so I'd, I'd, I'd have to give, left back okay. I'd have to give him that spot and um, right back it's uh, Trent Trent has uh, three out of four you know so yeah. Yeah. okay and I'm a Manchester United, United fan so it's, it's, yeah it stabs me man to say that <laughs> And then I think um, we would play a 4 4 2 here. Yeah. Uh, just to be different from this guy. <laughs> so we'd, I'd, I'd have to uh, play a solid midfield. I think uh, last season, Fernandino has been yeah. incredible, incredible for Manchester City. I think he's done very well for that team. So I'd have, mm. to, I'd have to add him there. And then Paul Pogba. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, passing midfield for me is, yeah. wouldn't be my type of game. I would want a more of a front foot team, so yeah. I wouldn't go for these technicians like Frankie Dion. So I'd have uh, a runner, and in that team, uh, just it's gonna be controversial, but I'm gonna go for Ronaldo. I think with Liverpool, he's done incredibly well, he's been doing well for the Netherlands yeah. as well. So I think I, I would have him there playing there. And then my wingers, Sterling, definitely okay. gets the nod. Sterling, and then it's a tight one between uh, Salah and, and uh, Mane. Um, the one is a goal-scoring machine. I yeah. With Salah, I shouldn't say goal-scoring machine. He scores a lot of goals. <laughs> but I want a player that comes up big in the big games. Yeah. And I have to put Mane there. I think he scored in every game mm-hmm. into Liverpool's Champions League. Final, so I'd have to pick him, and then with uh, my forwards, I think um, the little man, uh, the little man. 
I actually contemplating leaving him out. <laughs> I, I know who he wants to pick. I, I know. Play Mbappe there. Oh, okay. Play Mbappe there. I think they can interchange. That's, that's, that's Mane, refreshing. Yeah. Mane, Mbappe, Sterling. So they have an interchanging uh, forward line. And then it would be Babylon for me not to pick Lionel Messi. So yeah. have him just playing just a little bit off uh, Mbappe. So okay. the goal. Okay, Fundisa. Yeah. Okay. 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 I have Alexander, Deputy, Robertson, Deputy, Van Dyke, Deputy, and I'm not sure about the fourth one. There's always Harry Maguire. What? What has he done this season? Oh, the the, the the second one, okay. Yeah, when did Salah pick up this uh, <laughs> not a big game player he's after not. after uh, Ramos? Okay, he's yeah. Like, and he's also <laughs> he's, I saw it against Burnley. He's yeah. starting to be a bit of a selfish player. Oh yes, yes. yes. Yeah, he's starting to. So I'm not I'm not convinced on Salah as like a, a team yeah. player. Maybe he have Bigorna. So yeah, the third one could be Salah or like my team and Bray. I love English players. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, this is a yeah. proper English. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 uh, I think my one is, is very similar to that. Uh, I think uh, I, I think goal, uh, goalkeeper Ellison is the obvious choice, and I think uh, it's, it's quite tough to leave out uh, Van Dyke as well. Yeah. Uh, probably put Trent and uh, Robinson uh, as well. And uh, as as I've mentioned, I'll put uh, <laughs> Harry Maguire at some <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, so I'll have I'll have delight. I'll have delight uh, so as as the second uh, defender uh, with uh, with uh, with Van Dijk. Um, so I'll probably play a four four a four three three as well. Um, so I'll put in uh, KDB. Uh, I think it's yeah, although he was like injured most of the year, but I mean it's tough to leave him out. The few games that he played, uh, I thought he played uh, extremely well. Played four games. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the few, the few games he played, I'm sure it's not four. The few games that he played, I thought uh, he played very well. So I wouldn't uh, leave him out. So I put him. Uh, I thought uh, Bernardo Silva had a, had a solid uh, campaign everywhere, everywhere. So I still put him in that three and not play him as a, as a forward. And then uh, I think I have to go with the Frankie, the obvious Dion. I think he had a, had a, had a very good uh, season with AX and it's. it's a pity they have to break it up but uh i thought they played well and uh, of course i have to pick uh, the little man so i'll go macy and i'll finish off with uh agro and uh steady uh i think that uh, that duo both it's looking for goals and they both don't really want the ball much but somehow somewhere they all get the goals that they want so having them there up front is still it's not a problem but uh, I mean, with those two i don't see how i could uh 
want to put in uh, Salah or or Mane, I would leave them. I'll leave them out of my squad. I think those two uh, are sufficient and proven themselves. I mean, if they were in 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 in, in a team where they're playing uh, all the games, and I mean, spending plays all the games, but Agüero has that uh, rotation with Jesus. Uh, if Agüero doesn't have that, he wins the golden boot easily, mm-hmm. and yeah. doesn't yeah. <laughs> share it with other players easily. So I'll probably uh, make that uh, my word eleven. So nobody chose Hurricane. Tough. It's tough. That's that front tree is tough. That's a tough. Also, I don't think uh, the the Champions League uh, yeah, had an injury when they were playing on that whole Champions League run. So I don't think that assists. And then when he comes back in the Champions League finals, it actually looks like they lose partly because uh, of yeah. him. Yeah. So there's still that uh, that debate, and we don't know if. Maybe Son and Eriksen are more important to that Tottenham team than Harry Kane. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two people that picked uh, Pep as <laughs> <laughs> the manager of the, the year have more difficult players. Yeah. They, they have more. Oh, I picked Tom. But pick anyways. Top. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not get into that. She's it's also funny. Neymar wasn't mentioned. Yeah, I think injuries don't help. But I mean, we, we did mention KDB irrespective of the injuries. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough all eleven. It's a tough all eleven. Um, so wrapping up the the podcast, we're going to go into the goat debate. Uh, and uh, usually how we do it is that uh, we, we we sort of discuss this beforehand. But uh, this week we thought we would uh, just come in and sort of uh, make it spontaneous. And I mean, I, I think everyone sort of has it in their mind what is going to be. Uh, so the God debate is sponsored by God Africa, uh, the greatest ever. Um, so I want to know from you guys, uh, which one do you think is the greatest tennis player of all time? Male or female? Both. Across. All time, across. Yeah. So we have to put in those uh, caveats. Uh, of course, uh, on the women's side, they play uh, two sides instead of the, uh, going best of five. Mm-hmm. So there's that uh, argument that, look, this is best out of three, this is better, best out of five. But I think it's something that we can sort of compromise on. Uh, but without that, the game is not that different. The other one is faster. Some argue it might be more competitive. But I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good enough that we have acknowledged that the, the di- differences that are there. But uh, when, when we have to come down to it... Uh, can we cut it into the modern era? Yeah, yeah. Let's get into the modern era. Okay, okay. I'll, 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 I'll this one So, as you mentioned, the women's game has uh, two fewer sets. Yeah, uh, two fewer games. I mean, so Serena Williams has won twenty-three majors. Mm. Uh, so you have to then consider her this argument. Is she the best ever to do it? That's difficult because if I go into men's game yeah we've got probably three players that could go for that uh gold title yeah so i think what will go into uh, the negative side of, of uh, serena's debate is the fact yeah. that she was the dominant one in her in in in, 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 in the women's game and then really never someone you know coming behind her you know, yeah. competing with her but in, in the men's game we had Federer versus uh, Nadal for the longest time so came, came into the picture came yes. in with Federer and with Nadal so it's been a, a 
very competitive um, run that they faced, the yeah. three of them, over the past two decades. Um, it's a difficult one. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not an easy yeah, <laughs> decision to yeah. make. Yeah, I think Rogers the classiest player. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but if I have to say the best. <laughs> make make no, a decision. No, make, you, you, you have to give us one. You have to give us one. I have to give it to uh, the, the young sister of the young sister Serena. Yeah. Uh, simply because it's, uh, I think even if they played five sets, she's still dominant. Yeah. And the fact that she is so dominant should also prove a point that she's that. Yeah. Player. And she's a level above all the other players. Uh, so. Give it to Serena. Look, I, I think there's definitely an argument for uh, for Serena to be made, and a very solid argument uh, for that matter. But I, I probably think it falls a little bit short. Um, Serena, over over a run in the modern era, hasn't really had a a competitor, and I mean, we we can sort of debate is Serena just that good, mm. or are there players that uh, the quality of the tennis just not that good? I mean. We've been have, we've been seeing players win one Grand Slam and then fall off, so we, can, we see that players are inconsistent. Because I think there's not enough uh, competition, and it's not just because of a dominance. Because it's individual sports. If it was because of a dominance, then she should be losing to a handful of people. Should be dominating a handful of people in finals. Yeah. So we'll be seeing that reputation. Uh, be, uh, this Maria Sharapova rivalry, if it's real, will have been seeing in consistent finals and consistently losing to Serena. So. I think it has not been competitive enough for me for Serena to sort of uh, eclipse uh, what uh, what has been happening on the on the male side. And now going to the male side, I think uh, Djokovic probably finishes with more Grand Slam than everyone. I don't know if he'll get to 24 uh, and sort of rival the the women's side, but he probably finishes with more than everyone. We we see how he is at his peak. When he's fully fit, he just looks uh, unbeatable. Uh, of course, he still has to deal with Nadal on clay, but when he's fully fit, is just unbeatable. And of course, there's Nadal as well, who has been dominating clay as won well, what, twelve. And I mean, no one seems to be able to beat him. And it's, it's not bad on other surfaces, as we've mentioned earlier as well. He's won a couple of uh, Wimbledon, I think, has won what. Five on Wimbledon. No, it can't be five. No, Four, three, some somewhere there. So he has he's been able to sort of do all there as well. So, but I think Roger's probably just tennis personified man. I think that's as high as uh, tennis gets. Uh, he's been able to be consistent across uh, all um, all surfaces uh, except obviously clay because I mean yeah. Nadal owns that, but. I think he has been uh, very consistent uh, throughout his career and he has definitely faced uh, the much larger competition. Uh, when Djokovic came in, came into to the picture, Nadal was sort of, uh, uh, was this Roger, was sort of approaching uh, that age. I mean, I don't know how you left out with a, a, younger, uh, a younger Roger, although the, the gap is two, three years, it's not really a, a huge gap, but I think Roger has, uh, has, has really shown what tennis is about and uh, I think we, we mustn't be too fixated on it being a matter of counting grand slams. I think it's more than that. I think uh, even in uh, in basketball, I mean, MJ doesn't have uh, the most uh, championships. Uh, but Russell has eleven. 
MJS six. So I, I don't think it's just a matter of counting Grand Slams. It's just style of play, what you're able to do uh, for the game, the the crowd that you managed to to draw, uh, your your play, the way. Uh, Roger plays with so much class, plays with so much swagger, and I mean, when you watch Roger play, that's the standard of tennis itself. Uh, you see uh, Djokovic being more technical, you see Nadal just really just grinding, and you see Serena dominating, but they don't really have that thing that Roger does of just coming in, making it look so effortless. You just like So I'll probably have to go uh, with Roger. Yeah. 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 Like she's open a lot of doors for a lot of women. Yeah. Yeah. The game looks so easy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we. I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I think, I think it's like the first time since this man has been on the show yeah. that I have to agree with this man. <laughs> um, look, man. At the end of the day, yes, she plays two sets, best out of yeah. three. But if she was playing best out of five, it's not a huge factor. We, yeah. Look, if she's playing best out of five, that gives her more of a chance to win the game. Because she has that extra set where she can come back. Yeah. So playing a shorter format can count against her, but it also can count on her side, you know. We don't know if she played, if she had to play three sets, best out of five, Mm. what would happen, how many championships would she have, you know. But she really is my GOAT. She's my greatest of all time, you know. Um, Coming in as a teenager, winning her first US Open at 17 years old. um, Just taking the game by storm and literally your presence isn't just felt on the tennis court it's felt everywhere everywhere you know um she's a revolutionary player um i don't think in our lifetime mm. we will see another player like serena williams um look coming up she was okay yes playing against your sister you know your sister makes it and then you come and you just oh you go miles ahead of your sister yeah your older sister you go miles ahead of her and the, just the things she's done for the game as a whole. I think she is my greatest of all time. 23 majors, not a lot of people have. Look, people fail to win two majors. Yeah. All right. And you come in 20 years span and you're winning 23 majors. All right. And she's still going to carry on. We know she's going to carry on. We know she's playing next year. She's got four majors mm-hmm. next year. She, can, she could win two out of the four. We don't know. I hope yeah. she does. I really hope she does. Um... But yeah, like, kudos to Djokovic. Yeah. He's done for the game. He's won seven uh, Australian Opens. You know, uh, Nadal has won 12, Australia, uh, 12 French Opens. Yeah. Uh, Raja has won eight Wimbledons. But like, I just feel their dominance in the game, it's specific to a certain, a face, yeah. a certain surface, you know. And yes, maybe we can say it, the competition just isn't good enough yeah in wta or we could just say she's at such a high level that people couldn't like in her prime when serena's going she's going yeah so you never know like she's my god that's it okay, okay. 
She's she's my uh, goat. Uh, she's yeah. dominated all surfaces and twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. Twenty three is, is, is quite a lot. It's quite a lot. Well, it's it's definitely not a not an easy one to say. <laughs> what can we say? Maybe so. It is maybe, already associated with greatness. Yeah, maybe she maybe she wasn't meant to get that Kobe number that twenty four. We don't know. Oh, are we, are we starting to sense that uh, that twenty four might not be happening here? That we, we know we're settling for this twenty three. Let's settle for twenty three. We we, we are. In. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Thank you so much for listening and for watching, and we'll catch you next week. Yep. Cheers.